How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hello and welcome to In Universe, where we talk the ins and outs of our favorite fictional universes. I'm Adam. I'm Andrew. And today we are talking the doom that came to Gotham. The animated More like film. the Dune that came to Gotham. I wish. <laughs> that Whoa. would suck if a Dune bad. Oh, it would be bad. It would be stupid. I don't know why they would do it, but uh, I'd I'd read slash watch it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're going to be talking about the recently released animated film on it, and probably some of the comic as well, because it does differ a little yeah. bit, but not much. Um, I, a while ago, looked into the comic a bit and was like, I should probably read that because, um, I'm into, uh, both of those things a bit. And then I never did. And then the movie came out. I'm like, I guess I'll watch that instead. (laughs) Yeah. I, I read it back when I was reading a bunch of the Hellboy comics. And then, uh, I was like, oh, I'm gonna take a break Mm -hmm. from Hellboy, but I still kind of want that flavor. And then I had heard that Mike Mignola did a Batman comic, which is the Doom that came to Gotham. I was like, well, that sounds yeah. cool. Um, it was fine. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah, I mean, it's you kind of shoehorning the same Hellboy stuff just yeah. into Batman. And Hellboy does it with a lot more kind of panache and a lot more um, yeah, skill. a lot more care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, it, it does very much feel a little shoehorned in in the comic, mm-hmm. but uh, this movie even more so, I would say. Yeah. Um, spoilers, I guess, if you care. <laughs> yeah, spoilers for this movie. Uh, we also watched this movie like two weeks ago. Something like that, yeah. So, hey, maybe uh, not that yeah. many. We watched it to record an episode on it and then forgot to do so. It just now remembered that, that we, watched we watched this movie. <laughs> um, does not bode well for its uh, for its review here. Hey, bad episode. Skip this one. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you out the gate. Don't listen to this one. Uh, I meant for on its sake that uh, clearly it wasn't amazing. Otherwise, you probably would have remembered. Oh, yeah. No, that too. A bad episode all around. <laughs> A wash. We'll try again next time. Um, no, <laughs> it it's not a terrible movie though. I think the animation yeah, is it's nice okay. to look at. Uh, uh, yeah, I like a lot of the animation. Um, aesthetically, it's really cool. It's it feels a lot like and um, easy for you to get confused with uh, Gotham by Gaslight. Yeah, they're even um, though they're like very different time periods and themes, they feel so similar. Yeah, and like the Batman suit looks almost nearly like identical suit. from memory. Yeah. Um, and this has the same animation style as Superman, Man of Tomorrow, uh, Batman Long Halloween, stuff like that. Does but this one? It does in the the people. The way they move oh, and stuff, the yeah. animated rig they have for it. But I will say, I think it uses that style the best out of any of these movies because it yeah. feels definitely in the same vein, but different enough that I'm not distracted by it, kind of thing. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I think because 
while the animation style is the same, they did change up the art style yes. of it. So yeah, I think that does help. That makes it feel similar, but um, uh, also like different enough to like feel kind of like it's right, movie. right. Which you're gonna want to get like as different as you can to not make people confused on whether or not it's a part of that. I yeah, um, and when, I mean clearly, I think it's not. I, I mean, no, it's it can't. You'd be. have to be paying not very much attention to assume it was, but. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems crazy if you're like, oh, I guess this is right after. Batman but no, I could definitely see them like do some like weird fucking shit in one of the movies where like, yeah, no, it did happen, but that was like eighty years ago. <laughs> well, they do do some of that in. Um, they do do. They do do. Yeah, it is a little do do. Um, they have, and I, I, it's been a long time since I read the comic. I think it is a slightly different twist. But much the same, I, I guess, where um, a bunch of people seemingly at random are immortal to time because they made a deal with a Cthulhu-esque creature. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah, I forgot that was part of the plot. Yeah, it seems like a dumb plot. And the people seem strange. They're like Oswald Cobblepot, Bruce Wayne, Oliver Queen's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys are like immortal to time, and two of them are like pretty rich, and one of them isn't. I mean, he's not doing bad, but Oswald Cobblepot is not nearly on the same wavelength as like. Well, yeah, but they're all rich people. Yeah, I and just... sometimes it's it's like a thing where the Cobblepots are one of the rich families. Of sometimes, and then something happens where he doesn't have access to that wealth, or he the loses Great it Depression. Or yeah, um, which should have been a plot point here. Yeah, no, it, it, Batman dealing with the Great Depression would be pretty good. Um, you know how many people would need just necessity wise need to become a goon? <laughs> I mean, like so many people. Yeah, yeah, and then um, a l- bunch of the Wayne Industries like business guys leaping from Wayne Tower because the market yeah. crashed. That rules. <laughs> that would rule. Oswald Oops. Cobblepot's got his own soup kitchen. It, it's good. It writes itself. Um, yeah, no, it's. But I, it's movie probably. I will say, the pulpy elements of this film start pretty heavy and then are kind of just lost throughout it. Like, yeah, I was pretty into this movie at the beginning of it, um, especially when it starts off and it's very um, Mountains of Madness, right? Right. Batman, nearly um, a whole plot reference, even. Yeah. Um, and but it was also like, um, just like a pulp adventure movie, right? Which is kind of what I thought where they were kind of going, which to me seems like the obvious mix between Batman and Lovecraft. You'd kind of want it to be pretty pulpy, Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, towards the tail end of this, um, kind of lost a lot of that and went kind of full the other end of the scale, yeah, just of like this movie was strangely very magic heavy and not like magic like straight up regular magic spells and shit yeah well i mean you get people who are just like a straight up immortal in lovecraft like you do yeah who um became immortal uh and then this one guy yeah this he cursed a family uh that uh he none of the males in that family could live past 30 but uh the curse was just he was immortal and he kept killing them yeah, before him he was and it's maybe the best lovecraft story ever <laughs> i think it's the alchemist yeah that sounds familiar um or it's in the collection of stories that the collection is called the alchemist uh but uh yeah no it's my favorite one it's, it's, a, it's one. a good one it's probably the best written one um well, I don't know about that. <laughs> so um and I, I don't feel bad about this because HP Lovecraft was a just a terrible guy. But yeah, um, I personally do not find his his actual writing all that I find it interesting, but I don't find it particularly well written. Yeah, no, definitely. Um so he was a really good ideas guy because he was terrified of everything. Yeah, yeah execution wise, um, 
I don't understand how most of his shit has stood the test of time. Well, that, I think it's because of other writers using his yeah, ideas. Like, I would... like Derelith and uh, I think it's Bellcamp. They do very good kind of Lovecraft writing. When was... Okay, when did Lovecraft become popular and when were we able to steal his shit? Uh, Lovecraft it... died before he got popular. I remember that. Um, and then I do believe we were able to steal his shit a good few decades after that. Okay. But so... even before we were able to steal his stuff, he had deals with just other authors at the time while he was still alive letting them use his stuff oh okay like um, that's how um oh, i'm forgetting his name now uh, i want to say richard something the guy who did the conan stories mm -hmm. um a lot there's a uh, several lovecraft like direct references to the cthulhu mythos in several conan stories yeah no there are um but yeah so like a bunch of the lovecraftian stuff that is used is pretty cool stuff like um like I, I love me when they just throw a Cthulhu in something. Yeah. I, How excited okay, side note. How excited I was when I was watching this movie with my sister, and it was just kind of a boring, like the facility kind of survival movie. Like you get your space station. Yeah, yeah. Get, and it was the scene where they were under Is that the water. Kristen Stewart one? Yes. Uh, um is it underwater? And, I think it's called underwater. Maybe <laughs> I I barely remember the movie, but like it's it's pretty by the books cliche like oh the our underwater facility yeah, is like lab. being yeah. yeah it's like it's like falling apart we're gonna die um sort of thing um and then at the end of it it's revealed that it's because a Cthulhu is waking <laughs> up nearby and it made me just maybe the most happy I've been in one of those <laughs> but I'm like oh my god dude this movie was kind of like okay at best but now it's a great movie um that reminds me I'm always so surprised that Cthulhu is the one that everybody loves it's the one that gets mm -hmm. used like he gets the whole mythos named after him even though like in Lovecraft's writing, he's not even like top dog or near top dog. Yeah. He's just like um, a priest of other bigger Lovecraft. Yeah, gods. I think it's because he's with cosmic horror, you have the whole thing where these things are so cool and big and scary that you can't even comprehend them. But I think it's because he's kind of the biggest like guy comprehensible one that though. we could still comprehend yeah. and like understand what knock his him deal out with is. a boat which is how they knock him out in how they deal with him in <laughs> call of cthulhu they just ram yeah. a boat into his head and knock him clean out um, man that rule yeah no it's a good way to beat like a god or whatever well, um, i guess a big cleric yeah well i he's still got like I think he madness. is technically a god, yeah. Yeah, I think he's supposed to be like, like everybody's like madness, but I think he's the madness guy. Yeah, he's the he's the dream guy. I yeah, think, dream, yeah, dream, dreamy. He's called dude. the dreamer sometimes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, um, which weird a, for the dream guy to be a big octopus. A big guy fisherman. Yeah, I don't know why that's. The hey, case. nobody dreams underwater. I don't know. Well, no. To tell. Um, <laughs> H.P. Lovecraft probably did that because he was absolutely terrified of the ocean and the things in it, and they gave him constant nightmares. And so he no, was like, that's dreaming about dreams. underwater. That that makes sense, but nobody dreams underwater. <laughs> people like, submarines must. Yeah, okay. There's like maybe a couple hundred people currently <laughs> dreaming underwater. Um, have you seen the original? doodle uh lovecraft did for cthulhu Nah, he's lovecraft was no artist and so he's this weird nice stick figure blob man <laughs> sitting on a thing just kind of chilling out he looks so silly he's so scrawny yeah. look the original description of cthulhu because uh not too long ago i was listening to a bunch of hp lovecraft stories as i fell asleep and whatnot um, the original description of Cthulhu is not an intimidating no, figure. No, it's like the way he describes it, and... it. Yeah, the way he describes it is like if I saw that in real life, not only would I not go crazy or whatever, I'd be 
what the fuck is that? <laughs> I might laugh. Like, yeah, I like, would. What? Like, I probably would. I'd be scared because he's huge or whatever. Yeah, but... I'd be worried about it, but I wouldn't be terrified. I'd no. be like worried about it in the same way that if I was on a boat and a whale was swimming right, its way towards right. my boat. I'd if be, you were in a Moby Dick fuck. scenario, yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, also, it's like this otherworldly thing, and I'd be yeah. I guess about it's like that. an alien. Um, yeah. This is something they they like scholars of H.P. Lovecraft's work have talked about. But as we've progressed, the the and have the access of like better art, more more photorealistic art, uh, movies mm-hmm. and the like, the incomprehensible things he describes, we as a society just can comprehend them a lot better than he could. Yeah, because like, it's so we know much what easier. A squid is and yeah, it's so much easier to share ideas nowadays. Right were at like back then you kind of had the concepts of yourself and your friends around you and what maybe a telegram and yeah but like nowadays it's like yeah you know um what a slender man is (laughs) here's a fish everybody understands what a slender man is or even a weirder one um I'm. I was gonna call him telephone guy, but that oh, siren head. Telephone guys are one though. We're gonna Tele- copyright no, that. No, telephone guy sounds like a different thing. Telephone guy sounds like one of those ghosts that people name, oh, where it's yeah. like, like they'll be like, oh, that's the Hat Man or whatever. Right, right. Or or that's the one the you see if you take man. too much Benadryl. Yeah, yeah. The hat man. But um, telephone guy just seems like a ghost that like people see all around like different places as like a guy on a telephone or whatever <laughs> like yeah i went i went into my house one night and there was a dude on a telephone down there and <laughs> i ran upstairs and i've never seen him again also sounds like a like a larry the cable guy parody kind of thing <laughs> telephone guy um isn't wait no isn't that what they called jim carrey when he was like in that movie he might have yeah, been. He was gonna kill a guy. Or yeah, whatever. no. He was, like, crazy. Was he the cable guy or was he the telephone guy? Maybe I think he might have been the cable guy. guy. Maybe was it Jim the cable guy? Yeah, is that what that movie was called? Jimmy the cable guy. <laughs> Maybe it was just the cable guy. I don't know. I haven't seen it in ages. Um, um but yeah, this movie falls into a lot of kind of Lovecraft. Fuck, films. I forgot we were talking about Batman. <laughs> um, it falls into a lot of the same problem where because they can just show you the incomprehensible thing, they had to comprehend it and draw it, and it just does not come across. Uh, yeah, as look, um, as. very rarely does Lovecraft work um, in the cosmic horror sense in visual media. No, I think it kind of has to be. Um, yeah, I think print media if, is the best option, but uh, audio is the next best. I would say. Yeah. Um. If if you're gonna do Lovecraft in a visual media, you kind of gotta lean more into the pulpy adventure Lovecraft than um the, the like cosmic horror right. type thing. Or if you are gonna do um, cosmic horror, you like just have to be a best, lot vaguer about it. Yeah. The best depiction I've seen, um, of uh, like Lovecraft cosmic horror is um oh, what was that uh Guillermo del Toro's um be more specific cabinets cabinet, oh, the cabinets of curiosity. curiosity yeah the Lovecraft episode of that um which is did, a, a wholesale just re- adaptation of yeah, a specific Lovecraft book by the way um where um uh. The visuals in that, I think, struck a bad, good line between kind of horror, like straight horror and like the vague understanding of what's going right. on and what The implication and, of, of cosmicness. And that I don't even think, I, don't, I think yeah. it was still too much just straight I, regular horror. I completely horror. agree, yeah. And, but a good side of the other coin where it's like the pulpy adventure kind of deal um i saw only the first episode of lovecraft county yes lovecraft uh, but country, there's uh rule count, i, I country, really like yeah. it yeah uh but there's like a dream or a vision that one of the guys had where it's like this whole like fucking war going on and there's like ufos flying around and you see a giant cthulhu off in the distance 
and you're like, oh yeah, this is like the fun, pulpy, yeah, like yeah. side Again, of love. Giant, uh, presumably Jackie Robinson, but just baseball player cuts Cthulhu in half with his baseball bat. <laughs> they move on. <laughs> does that happen in that same vision? I don't yeah, remember seeing that. Yeah, I it, feel it, like I because it's, a, it's like a big plot reference that. later on. But yeah, it's um a big baseball guy drops down and just with a big swing downward, caveman uh, okay. style, cuts him in half. Yeah, um, I. I, I do really like that, that show. It is unfortunate for, uh, and I'm, the MCU is feeling the same thing, that that show basically wholly relies on Jonathan Majors acting. Yeah. And uh, I don't know the full story of what's going on. With yeah, that. there hasn't been any hard answers, but it really seems it like... Really? Um, I mean, with the, the thing his own lawyer put out in his defense of the text messages, do yeah. not paint him in a great light. Um. So, um. yeah, that's... So, that sucks. Yeah, not great. Not great. Yeah. And it made it, it, it I, soured my rewatch of the show. Yeah, it's it, anything with Jonathan Majors, who I was real excited oh, yeah, about. Prior to this point, actor. he's he was one of my favorite um, up and coming actors, which is I it was really funny with um uh oh what's his name? Um Michael B. Jordan, yeah, where he was like, "Yeah, dude, we're from now on, we're tight we're as best shit, friends. Dude. Yeah, we're working on everything together. Every, yeah, we do like, movies all together, and then it's like, oh, and then like two weeks shouldn't. later, it's like, oh, hmm. well, which is crazy too, because he specifically said uh, in that that him and Michael B. Jordan, uh, they're gonna be like Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. Uh, they didn't do a lot of movies together. They did a handful <laughs> of movies together in their entire careers. Um, I think he meant uh, Joe Pesci, who Robert De Niro did hundreds of movies with. But yeah, they were like, yeah, we'll be like Robert De Niro and Al Pacino doing like four movies, I think, together in total. Yeah, but they're all bangers. Uh, from memory, that is true, yes. Um, so maybe he's talking about quality he, over quantity. He's great. Uh, um, but uh, yeah. Or better known as The uh, Irishman. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, it's, doing it visually is kind of hard to do. Um, and I doubt I'll ever see anybody actually pull it off. The only one Um, that I would be hesitantly optimistic at the prospect of pulling it off is Guillermo del Toro. Oh, dude, I'm so excited for that. Well, if it ever comes out, he's been wanting to do this movie for the better part of 20 years now. Yeah, but right now is seems like it's gotten the most steam. I agree. But but it's like it happens Um, like every four or five years. Guillermo del Toro has basically a whole movie the, he wants to yeah do. the fucking concept art for that movie so cool it's dude. so cool um yeah i found out about that when i was like right into my um lovecraft little phase um because it's a phase everybody goes through um, i don't know if everybody does and, but i think a lot of people do um and, but uh it i it that finding out about that right at that time got me so excited oh, for that same. movie. And like he originally uh was gonna do it and then it kind of got scrapped because the the thing remake came out. And mm-hmm. that's a very similar concept to the yeah. because the original kind of thing, uh the book less so, but the movie definitely is kind of an homage to Mountains of Madness. Mm-hmm. So, the book is pretty mountain. It is. It is. No, and it I, is. I honestly a bit more so because the book plays a lot more with the cosmic horror aspects right. of it, where like they look into the fucking aliens' eyes or whatever, and they could barely describe what the alien looks like, and they all have nightmares after they like seen it and everything. Where this is kind of just in the movie, it's kind of just like a gross bug guy, right? Which plays into the more body horror Lovecraft. Yeah, things. and I think the the um other camp and everything is is done in a way that is very reminiscent of the way the camps are described in mountains of madness yeah that's true too um so i I think it's more of like a because it was so close of an homage guillermo del toro basically had to shelve his idea yeah but i think it's been long enough now because it's been over 10 years since that movie came out hey guillermo del toro just do a thing remake dude 
Oh, he would kill it. Yeah, if anybody's got to do it, you do it, buddy. <laughs> I don't think we need one at this point. I think the original is good. Okay, do a themed sequel then. Because yeah. I, that's one thing I liked about the reboot or whatever of the thing. Um, that it was... Technically, it was a... But like a it's... During cool, a yeah. prequel? Well, yeah, it was a slight it was a prequel. Slight, very, very slight. Few days prequel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, look, if hey, anybody out there who makes movies, if you're gonna do reboots or whatever, do do it like that, where it's like you're telling the same story basically, but it's like, yeah, can I be same. I, like the same thing with Evil Dead. Yeah, did that too, and like both of those are some of the really better good. remake. Yeah, yeah. Kind of things. Um, I will say, Evil Dead was a good uh, example of, in contrary to what I'm about to say. But the thing in particular only kind of works because they walk through that other camp where all the damage happens, and then later on, all that same damage happens. Yeah, but you can do you could do that same thing by putting it in the same setting or right, just right. dealing with the same monster. Like I think the theme remake, uh, the theme would work well too if you just kind of had. Like if you just kind of came upon a camp, or if I was like on a boat or whatever, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and you market it as, oh, this is the thing, or we're telling the thing again, but it's still, but it is not the exact like, same yeah. story. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Yeah, um, this thing are... is, is a good kind of Lovecraftian movie. I don't think it works with the same cosmic horror. Yeah. It does have flavors of that, but not enough. Yeah, I, would I think. Say. Yeah, the book does a lot more cosmically yes especially with like people once they are infected with the thing like because it's a first person view with it with it being a book and everything you get a lot of their own thoughts of like what are they and whatnot and like what it means that they're alive right now and kind of conscious uh even though they know they're not themselves anymore and everything um i think that plays a lot into cosmic horror but again that's easier to do in a book or you can well, you get, can get that internal of kind of idea yeah. yeah and and because you don't have to see it it can feel a lot more because yeah the alien comes falls from space or whatever in theory is a pretty cosmically horrible thing but it's it's probably just uh, of a byproduct of us having lived through so much alien fiction but it's not really anymore and him building that little boy spaceship down in the caves or whatever yeah not cosmically horrible just silly mm-hmm. although he does have like that fucking mini star or whatever yeah that, like, the fuck did he do that and if correct me if i'm wrong that's not the power source for everything like i it's, think I think it might be for his ship. It might be, but yeah, from memory, it's not like described as like this is the ultimate power source. It's just like no, he also has a mini star. That yeah, maybe. Yeah, it didn't seem like it was that important. To yeah, me. exactly. My point. Um, but uh, yeah, fucking Batman. <laughs> yeah, Batman. Um, more, I guess we're just talking Lovecraft in general. But yeah, Batman yeah, in particular. Uh, I do enjoy some of the homages to various Lovecraft work. Yeah. Turning, uh, and this is more of a a credit to Mike Mignola than it is to the creators of this animated film, but turning um, Rachel Ghoul into, um, and hey, not a great name for him, but it's the name that's in the book, The Arab, uh, was Mm -hmm. a clever idea, you know, to kind of fuse those two um, Arabic characters. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I liked a lot of the putting the love If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Craft flavor into the established right. um, uh, Batman characters and whatnot. My favorite would probably be the Penguin, where he just became... <laughs> Because like, uh, which which is a reference to Mountain the, of Madness, where they do yeah, have mutated where, penguins. Yeah, uh, where in Mountains of Madness and in this, um, the animal life and whatnot, mostly penguins because it's the uh, Arctic and, yeah, or whatever. And, yeah, um, uh, were uh, mutated everything, and penguin just being around them, I because guess, because he likes penguins and the thing. Uh, got fucked up just like them, and it which was, they also just ignore. Walking around, the yeah, they just yeah, he's walking around nude, uh, <laughs> just in the snow, hanging out with these penguins. Uh, best character in the movie. Um, I will um, say I really liked the way the Lovecraft hit um, Two Face, him becoming that really oh, gross. Oh yeah, no. was cool. That fucking that rolled. I like that. Um. Uh, he can't really move all that much. I think Poison Ivy uh, was pretty cool. I, you see, uh, I, I think don't... they could have did more, um, more like ambiguous. Yeah, I was just gonna. They kind of did. Yeah. She's kind of just Poison Ivy, and that's weird to me. Well, yeah, she's just Poison Ivy, but then she becomes big plant monster lady. Yeah. Um, and I think if you did kind of lean more into it and made her more kind of amorphous drop the lady of that turn right. into just a big plant monster. Or if um, you'd gone even the other way and kind of went into the Venus flytrap nature of a plant monster and made her yeah. very like feminine, but then clearly still a monster. I think that could have worked yeah. as well. I mean but you the could have something the lines, cool. doesn't... Yeah, where like she like basically just is always a woman or whatever. She draws people in like Poison Ivy does, but instead of kissing them and they die, her whatever, whole body her opens up. Opens yeah, exactly. Up. Yeah. As a Venus flytrap and just eats them or whatever. Yeah. But overall, I would say she was maybe my least favorite version of a Lovecraft Batman character because because she's not foreshadowed anywhere either. She's just like a plant. Yeah, she just kind of shows up. Um. No, my least favorite was random fire guy for no reason. That like old man who uh, Talia al Ghul makes into a fire demon. Jim, oh so yeah, fight Etrigan. Yeah, Etrigan. Um, movie. Um, you didn't even make Etrigan naked in this. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Um, Etrigan's already fucking horrific enough, even though I don't get using him because he's very much gothic horror. Yeah, he versus... is cosmic horror but i guess they kind of dipped into that a bit more with like fucking knights and yeah which is um, in the the original book but yeah 
Yeah, I don't know. It's just strange. Um, not the worst way. See, to do I Green think Arrow. I think one of the big problems with this um, uh, concept as a whole is it seems like what he wanted to do was not make Lovecraft Batman, but make Hellboy Batman. Right. Hellboy has many different corners of horror where he's got gothic horror and cosmic horror. Right. All and like different, true, so he yeah. can play around in that. Which is, um, I, I agree, and I think, I think the reason this doesn't work as a as a piece of Lovecraftian fiction really is the the fundamental difference between superhero media and Lovecraft media, mm-hmm. where Lovecraft media is very cynical by nature. Nothing you do works, regardless of how much you prepare or plan. Whatever you're fighting is just that much bigger, stronger unknowingly yeah. it doesn't you're, even notice you you're an yeah, to it. your best hope in a lovecraft story is to get out alive right whereas in a superhero story um oh i'm, I'm blanking on the word it starts with an a i mean agency your agency yeah. is at its most potent you need the most agency for superhero stories and i because uh, for for just a concrete example in this green arrow is a kind of a templar dude he has arrows dipped in the blood of saint sebastian which burn lovecraft creatures on sight or when they hit that is not lovecraftian to me what would have been more lovecraftian is yeah. if he had described all of that that was his plan and when the arrows hit they didn't do anything mm-hmm. especially because that would be like really cool too because He's taking this very Christianity approach right. to something that's like totally like different. That, yeah, that I feel like would work maybe on like Etrigan. Right. Yeah, but not something like that's just completely alien, not not really anything religious. Right. Really. From from what I uh I think there was a, a phrasing I heard that I liked. It was that in the battle in the war between heaven and hell. Uh, Cthulhu is a outside of context problem. He just shows yeah. up and he's also there. Yeah, um, which is the way I like to think about it. I don't think they should be entwined. Yeah, no, I I really like that. And I mean, that's like, the way it kind of is in Hellboy. Too. Yeah, it's stuff like Hellboy where he's got things to deal with, like specifically like demons and like fucking like, fallen angels, angels and, and shit. shit. And, yeah. Or it, that kind of stuff isn't gonna work when you're dealing with a Cthulhu or whatever. right, right, and which it doesn't when uh, it starts raining frogs, uh, it's pretty fucked up and none of their shit kind of works on it. Or yeah. um, I I can't pronounce it. It starts with an O and a bunch of weird letters. Um, the big Cthulhu Lovecraft that comes in at the end of Hellboy. Agma. Ogdo something. Agdama. I exactly. Yeah, um, no, I <laughs> I feel like it's like somewhere in the back of my head, but like it, like if you were in a Lovecraft story, it that would, would be. rule. And then it it's just like a little itch. I'm like, oh fuck, what, <laughs> what is was that the thing? name of that thing? What was the name of that guy? And that's my whole Lovecraft story. And then I go, oh, I remember his name. And then I go crazy. Um, uh, well, that's funny too, because that like happens in um lovecraft stuff yeah that's the kind of shit that does happen where like uh the dumber you are the more protected you are against like lovecraft yeah if the less you comprehend what the better yeah the better you are which is uh Um, one of the coolest things in the call of cthulhu rpg um where you could just like pass these off where that's a fucked up dog or just a weird fish i don't know or i was asleep um Oh, what was that in? Uh, there was something real Lovecraft horror that I was going through where it was, um, it was like, so there's this lady who she kept surviving Lovecraft situations because every time she experienced them, she got so scared she just fainted. And <laughs> so she was fra- oh it was um it was the magnus archives oh that, um, thank which, you for reminding me i was actually yeah. gonna bring that up yeah uh which is a great cosmic horror thing genuinely some of the it's, best yeah yeah it's one of the things that kind of lend me towards thinking maybe that audio might be a better medium for it than, well, i think um, i think uh, good audio but you can't yeah. flub a line in a book because you're the one yeah it. no that's fair 
But yeah, in this, they use a lot of the audio. The fact that it's supposed to be like a cassette tape and whatnot that you stumble upon or whatever if you've come in contact with and you're listening to whatever it is. They use that in very uh, in various ways where they'll like distort the audio or right. whatever. And that makes it feel like that gives an extra layer of immersion into the Lovecraft thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, there is a thing where, because this isn't Lovecraft, but it's very much it's similar. Lovecraft it's a similar inspired yeah. uh, cosmic horror type thing where in that the main thing is there's these entities that are fears and they want to cause fear. And there's this lady who kept surviving because these scenes that want to get this fear out of her. She would just getting it because she just yeah. faints. And then like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and she survived like so long because of that shit. And I was like, and I was like, yeah, that that fucking rules. How much I would want to play that in a Call of Cthulhu game? That would be really or, funny. Yeah. <laughs> or the big fucking the, immediately when your sanity meter like gets a check, you're like, no, I just pass out. No, I that's yeah. My thing. No, I pass out. I'm done. <laughs> At the slightest bit of anxiety that's just slightly above my pay grade, I'm out. I I passed. I passed out. out, and if I'm not concussed, I always assumed I was. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just a fucked up dream, even though um, when you're con when you're like knocked unconscious, you don't have dreams. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, if you like um cosmic horror and you don't like uh Lovecraft, which very hey, understandable. There's a, yeah, there's a, there's a there's, good reason for that. There's some pretty there's solid good reasons. There's some pretty solid reasons for that. Um, and you haven't yet, check out the Magnus yeah, Archive. Huge recommend. Which, for um, me. I haven't even finished it, but just from the first season or two that i listened to huge oh, dude, it's it's so impressive that um uh jonathan sims the guy who writes the show that this is kind of one of his first like big writing outings right. and how actually competent at it he is like it's a massive show and everything so every yeah, they once got a in lot a while, of people they got a lot you of come across a plot hole or something um but i think this show does a pretty good job at either tying, like, using loose threads that were kind of clearly at the beginning just thrown at just the wall to threads, see what's yeah. that. Because sticks. with but, Cosmic Horror, you're allowed to just have games. Yeah, but threads. even taking those and tying those ends or covering up and filling up plot holes and whatnot, there's still a few things that you notice as you listen to the show, but I think this, the just the quality of the writing alone in this and that's nothing to say about like all the um voice, voice acting, acting which is performances pretty much above board the, every one of them the um audio mixing and like just the quality of the audio itself it's a very well produced um, show Incredibly yeah it's so. it's all great if you haven't um, checked it out go check it out uh they're doing a kind of a mini sequel series to it coming out pretty soon here um they're not a like sponsor a, clearly yeah, just that fans. got announced on my birthday and i got real excited about that uh but yeah if you're into basically anything we're talking about today and if you want to check out anything uh that we're and you haven't that we're talking about today um that and probably the movie the thing if yeah you watched that. <laughs> um but yeah they they unfortunately they couldn't do some viral marketing where they just left cassette tapes around places oh and had people. Oh my god, dude. How fucking good that would be if I fucking just stumbled on a cassette tape and I started listening to this. I'm like, what the fuck? Especially because, like, you understand... So it's very easy to quickly to understand that it's fiction. Um, well, for one, because you're going in, you're clicking on your podcast. You click on a podcast, yeah. For, but, Sometimes there's um, an ad at the beginning, too. Which, yeah, but for... It, no once, shame, but once all the weird, immersion. Yeah, once all the weird stuff starts to get too weird, that's when you're, it's going to be very obvious that it's like, oh, yeah, it's... it's uh, Fictional. Made it up or whatever, uh, if you stumbled upon it. <laughs> just like some of the early ones, which could very easily just be yeah, like urban early, legends and hours. Pretty, yeah. like, like the anglerfish, the very first one you mm -hmm. just finding that and listening to it i yeah. don't think you would assume yeah fiction, no. like like had instead of being a, a podcast they were just an arg on like youtube or something mm -hmm. and they passed off all of their stories that they wrote as like hey this is an urban legend i heard about on youtube yeah like, here it is 
I think they could have definitely gone pretty far with that. I don't yeah, think it would with have... with a good amount of those, especially when you take out the overarching plot right. of it. Like if you just got your hands on the setup of the show is kind of they read statements that people have come and give this place the Magnus archives that people experience supernatural things and they come and give it to this place. If you just got your hands on just those like written out papers of statements and you like found a box of those and started flipping through them that would scare the shit out oh, of you. no yeah if you just um, like won a storage wars or whatever knocked it open pulled it open found a box of stuff and we're like started reading and you're like oh these oh, are just okay. fucked up experiences that yeah i need to go <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah um, burn this story i guess i'm gonna forget everything i read and i never found this um but yeah speaking about the angler fish um, I remember, so listening to the show, I remember being like, oh, that, that was like highlight of the show. That was like one of the better uh, episodes I remember liking a bunch. Um, and then going back on a re-listen and realizing that that was the first the very episode. very first one, I'm yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, wow, they like really hit they it out, the it out of the park, park right like out the gate. Immediately, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, um, so that, that, if nothing, just kind yeah. of shows you, you how good if you is. value our opinions at all this is maybe the highest recommendation we can give yeah which i don't know why you pretty do funny but... if you don't and, <laughs> and you listen still to this listening podcast to this? yeah I... so funny um speaking of um, uh this isn't the magnus archives episode yeah uh, which hey maybe maybe we them. will do an episode on that i mean it's just another podcast but it's a great story yeah and and, and um, it, well it's another podcast it is a different kind of genre of podcast. yeah more of an audio drama really yeah it 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 is a story that you can absorb right that's not most podcasts but definitely not um, this one um <laughs> but yeah no back we to... had that we had that um scooby-doo episode <laughs> <laughs> that episode's so dumb one of the dumbest episodes we ever did. And it's not really our fault. We didn't write that. Um, well, hey, look, if if you did write that Scooby-Doo... We do name check you a whole fish. bunch in that episode as the, the um, author. Um, yeah. Get in touch uh, with us. that was you... Uh, um, yeah, we're sorry we were so mean. <laughs> but, but like, like hey, you gotta on. know. What do you... You gotta know. You gotta know. They didn't just you called him Shaggy Roberts. Oh. <laughs> Fuck, man. Anyway, Batman. Um, but yeah, I, I, I will say, I just don't think this movie really landed all that well for me. Yeah, I think it, especially, I think it would have been a much more enjoyable experience to um, if it ended earlier than it did. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of the final sort of climax kind of really really put a bad stick taste the on the rest yeah. of the movie as a whole yeah yeah um where like there's a big fucking monsters coming out of a portal and you're watching this giant tentacle eye fucking fight a giant bat, its way a through. giant bat versus yeah giant... and then batman fucking dies or whatever and becomes a man bat demon guy and hey it's always stupid when you do that movies don't make batman into a man bat we have a man bat the only one that did that, that well was batman beyond in the splicers episode yeah and that's only kind of like only because like it was like such a directed thing where it's like yeah we are turning this guy into a bat right right uh, and also it being like neo future kind of fits um better but um just it's not a good That's idea unexplainedly just being the heroes of fighting cthulhu's is also strange Where yeah bats i forgot know that the secret of cthulhu and they want to stop it for some yeah. reason and they want to tell you, but you got to become a Batman to understand. You got to be a be a bat person to do it. Uh, it's weird, lame. Um, yeah. Um, the a lot of the characters in this, I just did not care about. I think the character I probably cared the most about uh, was Cassandra Kane, and barely was able to tell that she was Cassandra Kane through yeah, this whole movie. From, from we what spent I read a while trying to figure out. I, I I did um, read afterwards from I think it was one of the art directors 
that she was a new character, but a fusion of Carrie Kelly and Cassandra Cain. Yeah. She was both of them, um, which is lame. Weird. I don't one. really see much of Carrie Kelly in her anyway. I don't either. Um, she didn't even have a cool slingshot. I, I think it was just maybe because she was, was the Robin hanging out with the Robins. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it could have been done better. I'd like to see Cassandra Kane and more things. She's one of my favorite of the Bat family. Um, love to see her get more love. Um, Dick Grayson had a weird voice in this that I didn't like. He did like. have a weird voice in this. Um, he also did not look visually distinct and... enough from Bruce Wayne. They looked like very similar Yeah, he, guys, he didn't look like weird. Dick Grayson. He didn't. He just looked um, like another guy. Yeah. And Batman uh, acted, especially as Bruce Wayne, Way more like Superman than he normally does. Just like what being other, like just being like a very nice guy. All oh the time. yeah, it was weird. You get that sometimes though with Batman, and sometimes I like it. Like um, the show The Batman mm-hmm. um does a lot of that, where Batman's just kind of a good guy um outside of the suit. Um, and I like that Bruce Wayne heaps. Um, uh, well, I like the the soft spoken uh late kevin Co- kevin conroy was it kevin Costner? oh yeah fuck? no kevin but, um, conroy is just the best he's the best in, in entirely but i really like his kind of soft-spoken but not crazy like nice bruce wayne he's just like a guy when, yeah when you get the best bruce wayne for one is when he's uh when he starts off and he's just a facade for right. the Batman. Um, and Where then he is the mask. Yeah, Batman's his real face. Kind of and thing. then when he starts getting a family and like needing to develop loves, that into an actual person. Um, well, not even like it's like a need. It's just something that sort of happens organically mm. to him, where he starts becoming. Where it's not so much like, oh, Bruce Wayne is this fucking. Uh, womanizing party boy rich kid or whatever but when bruce wayne starts becoming responsible father figure like family man sort of thing and then that starts to become the real person he is um i that i think that's the some of the strongest which is a little bit of what's in this movie especially at the beginning you get a little bit of that feeling and the way he acts with the various people who aren't robin but are yeah, but we never saw him beforehand. Exactly, and like you said, yeah. he was already just a nice guy. Yeah. And so that's probably just how he always yeah. was. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of fun um, in the their ship, which had like takes on Batman style gadgets and stuff, but very clearly in the 1920s and stuff, which yeah, is cool really that you sad. lose later on. Yeah, really sad there wasn't a bat hot air balloon at some point in um, this movie. Uh, stand out and weird for this to be like maybe be my only real highlight of the movie. I liked when he taps into directly into the phone line to talk to somebody as yeah, Batman. Yeah, no, that ruled. And he's got like a when legit you do cord. a Batman, yeah, when you do a Batman period piece, you have to play with the period right. to make it matter. And doing that kind of stuff really helps. Um, Alfred in a sweater vest, he should wear more sweater vests. He should. Uh, was maybe really I good. also should. Um, dude, okay, you know what. Either shut the fuck up about wearing sweater vests or start wearing sweater vests. You keep talking about, oh, maybe I'd look good in a sweater vest. Either you, you, shit or get off the pot, bro. Look, maybe I will. I just got into my Hawaiian shirt fashion. I, I don't know if I can switch hard like that. Um, But uh, <laughs> yeah, more <laughs> people should wear sweater vests, I guess. They should. Um, But yeah, I think I've exhausted most of what I want to talk about this movie. Honestly, probably talk more about it if um we did just watch it like last night or whatever um but we watched it two weeks ago and i didn't or don't want to watch it again so yeah. um what would you give uh, it out of 10 i don't know uh i had a good time watching it but i can't tell how much that was attributed to me hanging out with my friend while <laughs> watching it. i do i want to um, say about a four yeah, I'm thinking about four. I'd say this is at best subpar. Right, exactly. Like, I would give Gotham by Gaslight, like, a six. Yeah, and, five to six. And yeah, um, I think that one 
uh, more that one also at the end kind of stumbles a little, whereas this one I feel does like a full flop at the end. Um, but that one I feel like it you feel like the take it's going with where it's like a Batman period piece matters a lot more in that one than this one. Right, I agree. Um, but yeah, um, it was okay. Um, would uh, really like to get back into some good uh, DC animated movies. But maybe we'll, we're will we about to come on the verge of the flip-flop where DC movies are good and um, only Marvel animated stuff is good. <laughs> um, where, as before, it was uh, live-action Marvel was good and animated DC was good. Maybe we're about to flip the table on that one. Um, maybe which day yeah, as long as i'm getting some good DC yeah as long content, as stuff is is good i don't necessarily i'm not gonna cry about it um, um after watching new guardians i'm really looking forward to superman legacy yeah um, me too. especially because i'm like hey look this guy could do more than just jokes and make things <laughs> actually have a lot of emotional impact and uh um, just on that i i feel like we get a lot of um kind of the audition for, for him writing Superman with how much Peter Quill in that movie wants to just be like a Superman kind of figure. You know, yeah. he goes and talks to people, he offers her the bandage, and that's how they get stuff done and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I feel like there's a um, lot of kind of Superman in that feeling. Yeah. Um, which, uh, which I, I don't like make Christopher I, Pratt Superman. Yeah. Don't make Christopher Pratt Superman. Um, if, you, if you're going to make him anybody in DC, boost a gold probably. Yeah, I mean that's very um, similar to Star Lord, but yeah, that's just that's time instead of space. exactly what I was gonna say. That's that's the because it translates. Maybe make um, him Rip Hunter. But yeah, I I, I like Star Lord. I like um him. He I was watching the first Guardians again today, and how much I love that guard that Star Lord is just willing to call someone a bitch. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> like when he fucking uh. Like everybody in the MCU's like fucking like oh I'm I'm like the big tough guy. But like when he grabs the fucking stone and Ronan's like, Oh, how is this? And he's like, It's like you said, bitch. And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, that'll probably call us for for Yeah, that'll do it for Guardians of the Galaxy. Um (laughs) if you like um yeah, if you like any of this bullshit and you wanna um talk about it or whatever yeah if you want to tell us probably don't about lovecraft stuff honestly if you're a huge lovecraft head don't email us because you're might be racist okay look you can like lovecraft oh you definitely can but if you're a big um, lovecraft head if you're big on the guy hp lovecraft (laughs) at the very least you're okay with just ignoring how shitty of a person he was yeah um and it's easier with this too, I will say to separate the uh, art from the artist because for one, it's public domain. For two, he's dead, so he's not yeah. And, much and there are the other artists who did stuff like Derelict, uh, uh-huh. Camp, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, if you love uh, Lovecraft and his cat, um, let us know. <laughs> uh, let Jesus. us know at our email uh, at the topic email at gmail or shit like our social medias. <laughs> uh, like our Twitter, at Atomic Androids. Or Instagram, at Atomic Android 2020. Thanks I don't know listening. why I was like verbally tossing that one to you. We don't, <laughs> we don't really do that. Uh, bye. Yeah, uh, bye guys. Great episode. Best episode ever. (laughs) Look, I don't know if it was our worst. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
it. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.